What's good, everyone? You're listening to On Our Level with Sam and David, talking all things casual drinking, gaming, media, and entertainment. David, how you doing? Hope you're all all right. Do you want to start uh, off by telling us what you're drinking today? Hello, hello, hello. Yes, I'm good, thank you. Um, so today I'm having one that I, I'm pretty sure I've had this on the podcast. It, it might have been a while ago. Um, but today I am having a nice glass of monkey shoulder. So I've realised, because uh, <laughs> I've bought loads of different whiskies, I've got loads of little bits of whiskey in loads of different um, loads of different glasses, loads of different bottles. So I I need to start going through my backlog and like getting rid of some. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've I've had it before. But um, yes, I will let you know how it goes. Um, what are you drinking? Because that looked very, very tasty. <laughs> very oral. <laughs> very oral. Very, very, very orange. This is a Aperol Spritz, homemade. We bought some Aperol when we got back from Spain late last year, um, in duty-free. And I thought, you know what? We made some, I think, old fashions and a couple of other bits. So we gave the Aperol Spritz a go. Prosecco, Aperol tonic water and a couple mm-hmm. of ice cubes. I actually chuck a little bit of sugar-free syrup in there as well. Oh. So um, it tastes extra sweet and it's a little bit too drinkable, but... <laughs> it looks very yeah. like height of summer. Like yes. you just go down to the beach with a couple of Aperol spritz. I, I, I can't remember if I like Aperol spritz or not. I remember I've had it before and I remember Aperol being like really kind of like bitey, if you know what I mean? Yeah, like bitter, really, yeah. yeah, really bitter. Um, my girlfriend loves them. I love them. Yeah. They just, there's just like a proper summer drink by the beach, mm. like the perfect, perfect thing yeah. you could drink. It, like ideal for Spain. And at the moment when the, uh, the the winter evenings, I know they're starting to get longer, but they're still dark quite early. It's quite nice to have a sip and just close your eyes and imagine the sun rising. Oh, I'm on or, a beach somewhere. Huh? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it is that kind of drink. It is that kind of drink. But I love them. I love them. Nice. Nice. But yeah, anyway, today we're going to be just kind of in a brief update on a couple of big pieces of news that came out and how they affect the industry and a little bit of a general update from both of us in terms of some games that we've bought and we're planning on playing in future. Uh, yes, we are talking about the two big acquisitions. I say big, one is monumental, really. Mm. Um Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard happened a couple of weeks ago, probably three weeks ago once this episode's out there. Um, I don't think it's expected to go through until the year 2023, but it was a massive deal. I think it was around $70 billion. Yeah. That's a lot of money. A lot, a lot. And But the thing is, it's when you think about some of the titles that, they, that are under the Activision Blizzard King like banner, I don't know if that is that much because, like, you've got obviously Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, which is huge. Yeah. Um, like, obviously, Overwatch and Hearthstone. Hearthstone is massive in like competitive arenas and stuff like that. It's the um, card one, isn't it? Yeah, it's the World of Warcraft card game. It's it's really good. It's really good fun. Like, you don't need to be involved in World of Warcraft, but like, you don't need to know anything about it to have a good time with it. I know that like. There was the Witcher card game, I think it was called Gwent, that came out that never really hit hit the floor running. But um, yeah, yeah, Hearthstone's great. But um, yeah, seventy billion. It it is a lot of money. But, it's so much. And I think yeah. the closest thing I could find in recent years that was kind of similar in the entertainment industry was Disney's acquisition of Fox Entertainment, oh, right. which actually came under that. I think they paid sixty billion. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. still, it's 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 massive. And I think that was several years ago. It's, it's a big, 
big acquisition. I know the, I think the competitive watchdog in uh, America are actually looking into this because they think it might give them a little bit too much of a monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Microsoft really, really are building massive game studios to, to kind of bulk up their game pass and, Come 2023, they could have some incredible discounts, incredible games on Game Pass. Mm. It's just amazing. Imagine Call of Duty on Game Pass. Oh, uh, yeah. unheard of. Because, I mean, you do have, obviously, Call of Duty at the moment is free to play for, like, the Battle Royale stuff like that. But for people who haven't paid for Call of Duty before, they're missing out on all of the campaigns, all of that, like, also, like, just the multiplayer in general. Um, but, yeah, this is af- obviously after Microsoft acquired bethesda so they already have like all of bethesda's stuff like skyrim prey um elder scrolls online fallout and all that stuff so the fact that they now have all of activision blizzard stuff is incredible i obviously uh king is tied to activision blizzard as well which has which is obviously candy crush which is a massive um for the mobile space especially seeing as Microsoft, the Game Pass is part mobile as well. Like it's PC mobile and that's um, it. Xbox works so, quite well, doesn't it? And with those yeah. PC games, yeah, yeah, I think it works quite well. And yeah, obviously World of Warcraft. So my that's huge my my hope and dream because I I did used to play World of Warcraft, but um, it just got too expensive for me. So I I'm really really hoping they do something like because you know you get like bundles on. It's not bundles, like freebie stuff when you're part of Game Pass. So like, yeah. I think they do like Disney Plus, uh, Spotify membership premium for like a three month thing or something. Um, I really hope they do something with World of Warcraft where they just bundle on a subscription to World of Warcraft because I will rinse that. And, there's, yeah. there's big questions about how they might do it because yeah. with these big acquisitions, they're spending a lot of money and it's whether or how they're going to claw that money back. There's been a few things thrown around how they'll do kind of build your own Game Pass system where you can chuck what you want into your Game Pass and yeah. then that's the games you have present and you can alter alter, alter it as you go through it's kind month of like, by month or whatever. It's kind of like a phone contract, isn't it? It's like you get yeah. smart benefits where you can, like I think my, my contract I get, I can swap it between like BT Sport. I did have Apple Music, but that's all gone now. Um and yeah, loads of other different things that you can swap between. So that's if they do that, that'd yeah. be quite interesting. But yeah, you're yeah. right. They're, they'll have to claw back so much money. <laughs> 70 yeah. billion. And it's funny you say about the phone contract stuff because we're in such a kind of world of financing everything nowadays. It would it kind of slots in well with most people's habits. I'm I for one, I'm not a big fan of financing items, but a lot of people are. So no. if you could stack your own, build your own contract or whatever with Game Pass, it could work quite work quite well. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I know that it's interesting they've gone for it now because I know there was quite a bit of there was a lot of accusations and, and controversy around the harassment bullying and discrimination at that at Activision and Blizzard in recent yeah. years, I think. Yeah, it so. was a bit of a, a spicy topic. It's been there for, I think it has been the past couple of years that allegations have been coming out from like people at Activision Blizzard. Um, uh, I just remember seeing loads of stuff online about people com- like sharing what has been going on behind the closed doors of Activ- Activision Blizzard, but... I and obviously like loads of crunch as well, like which is a huge thing in game development, like where you just kind of like there is a deadline, you will hit it, no matter how many hours you, no matter how many hours you work 
or like how mentally stressed you get you're hitting that deadline but um yeah uh, it's funny you mentioned about all the kind of controversies and stuff like that because i believe the the price for activision blizzard king was actually a lot higher mm. um before all these controversies came out so it kind of feels like they bought them at like the right time like yeah. when you're doing like trading and you see the big dips and stuff it was like oh my god another controversy yeah yeah buy them buy them <laughs> but um yeah it's still a lot of money 70 yeah. billion is so much we'll see what comes of it because it'll mm. be really interesting and i think a lot of these game passes and the potential of sony making their own eventually it will play, be a big big play going forwards and actually speaking of that sony also made i'd say not as financially bigger move but yeah. actually in terms of loyal fans to a game studio sony's recent acquisition of bungie mm. is a really bold move i think for a lot of people they it's... forked out compared to the 70 billion 3.6 billion for bungie yeah it's a big deal because the original halo studios was always an xbox exclusive and it, i think it always has been it, it had a loyal has. loyal following amongst fans yeah it's it, it's kind of a strange one because growing up and playing xbox Halo, Bungie have been at like the forefront of Xbox. Like every single marketing campaign, you'll see Halo there, you'll see Master Chief and all that. So it's just, I, I don't know how it makes me feel the fact that Microsoft are losing Bungie. Because they were never, I don't think they were ever owned by uh, Microsoft, but it was just, they were such a like integral part to Xbox and like me growing up personally, like being a, massive halo fanboy but um it's quite cool i what i'm wondering if they'll maybe port halo games to playstation after this because obviously uh it comes with like destiny which is huge at the moment uh, well it's been huge for a couple of years but um yeah it's very interesting i wonder what they'll do with all that because i don't know if they've said if, if it's going to stay multi-platform or if it's or if they're going to shut it down and be like, right, no more Xbox, you're here, the, you, we own you now. <laughs> but so with that, the Halo situation, I know three four three studios have taken that on, haven't they? Yes. Which I think remains a Microsoft sh game studio. So yes, Halo, yeah. I think, remains exclusive to Xbox for the time being. I don't think Bungie have got any objections to that. But like you said, Destiny, I quite enjoyed Destiny, and I know mm. I think earlier in December they removed it for the the expansion expansions from the game pass which yeah. was quite an interesting and and now we all know why yeah um they have said that it's going to be remain a multi-platform game right. destiny but in terms of expansion packs i think that's going to be quite a big early access there for sony yeah. and i think the, the overriding point from both of these acquisitions right is that microsoft's game pass has supposedly done quite well and from an original release where I think a lot of people were saying that the PlayStation 5 looks most promising, mm. quite a few big games that it came out with, uh, it swayed quite heavily the other way in terms of, in terms of um, sentiment, in terms of how, how the Xbox is planning out and the Game Pass makes it a much more viable console to go for. Yeah, in you terms of content, right? Like yeah. the, the fact that there's going to be so much to play on Xbox, like it makes me feel very glad that I got an xbox series x like over a playstation 5 just because I, I mainly got it just because it's there like i've wanted an xbox series x for ages um and i kept on saying to myself that 
I'm going to get a PlayStation 5 before a Series X just because I felt like it was more next gen. Like the whole UI has changed. It it looks ridiculous. Like it looks like a next gen console. Whereas obviously Series X, the UI is all the same. Like it's kind of just another Xbox, but it's just a bit beefier. But the fact that all this content is now coming to Xbox just makes me feel very happy. It's so massive. It, yeah, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. But yeah, we will we will see what what comes. <laughs> the game catalogue, I think, in a year and a half's time will be really interesting to look at and compare yeah. the two. And I know Sony have come out and said they're doing their own version of a Game Pass, but yes. I'm not sure how ready that is or where they are in development. I don't know exactly, so it'll be worth going away and taking a look Yeah, um, if people are interested in that. Because until they do that, I think in terms of comparing the two of them, it's going to be very, very hard because Xbox have taken that extra leap with the Game Pass and actually the extra leap with the cloud gaming as well because mm. that is really good, sharp and neat and access for every game that you have on the, on the Game Pass. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see what Sony come up with as, as a counter to it. Um, but yeah, the other thing I was thinking in terms of it is all of these acquisitions of game studios is the technologies that all of these companies are kind of involving in these games and how they possibly could have an impact on things like the multiverse, mm. uh, metaverse, sorry. Yeah. So how those games and technologies are integrated, whether Microsoft will eventually get involved in the VR stuff, who knows. But actually, in terms of where they're at, they're much better placed with all of these game acquisitions and studios working for them to do something like that compared to Sony, I would say. It's just, it's a bigger pool of knowledge, isn't it? Like, you have so many of these massive studios sharing as much knowledge as they they can. I I mean, it's it's only got a kind of like, increase the um the benefit of having a metaverse type thing for xbox i know there was this whole like with fortnite especially the fact that they are i i think they're still dedicated to set up like a multiverse uh, multi you got me doing it now a metaverse <laughs> a metaverse yeah. type thing where they've got like content creators coming in i know at the moment they're doing a uh is it silk sonic with um is it bruno mars Bruno Mars, they're doing like a show on Fortnite at the moment. Yeah, they had but, Tones um, and I as well, didn't they? Like the interactive stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I know that Fortnite are doing that kind of thing. But the fact that Xbox has all of these huge studios, surely, like, they'll do something incredible. I do yeah. really want them to do go into VR because I think that would just be it. Kind of makes sense, especially seeing as they've got all these massive titles now. But um. Yeah, who knows? We'll, they, we'll... they could be doing it the right way, right? Because yeah. VR is still, I'd say, in its infancy in terms of where it's at as a technology. Yeah. But actually, they might have done it the right way by building up all these studios and technologies. And then when they come to release their product, actually when it's on a better level in terms of technology, affordability, content, it might blow everybody out the water and be like... I don't know, Sony and Facebook have been doing the whole VR thing wrong from the start. So yeah, yeah, it would be really interesting because if they could integrate kind of a Fortnite creative style with different portals for each game, you could already kind of see it in your head, right? You're walking around this area <laughs> and actually you can go into a games room and there's just different things you venture off at. Who knows? Who knows? But I completely agree. I think if Microsoft mm. got into the VR game in the next few years, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it could be really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah sure. we'll, we'll see how they unfold over the coming years because I think both of those deals are yet to be finalised. 
checked by competition regulators as well. Just yeah, that'd be rough. Con- <laughs> that'd yeah, be rough. Yeah, Imagine right. if they come back and be like, yeah, no, you can't do that. You're, yeah. you're literally, you're owning every single game studio in like the whole of the gaming like ecosphere. You can't do that. It just will, stop. <laughs> it would be interesting. Somehow I don't think it will happen, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I just wanted to give a general update on kind of things that we've, we've been buying, what we're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. I recently actually bought Cyberpunk. I know you did, hey. but I kind of jumped on that train. I know nice. it's, it's set up for smart delivery, so I thought I'd buy that and wait for the Xbox Series X up, update to come through. Yeah, so that's um, smart. You've been enjoying it, haven't you? Yeah, I well, I was going to mention about this as well because I've uh, I've been playing more Cyberpunk now because um, obviously I'm still massively into Halo Infinite, um, but I've kind of completed everything that I can. <laughs> I've I've done the whole battle pass. I'm level 100. I I I've done as much as I can in terms of like all of the events that come up, um, and I'm literally only playing it when there are new weekly challenges and like. <laughs> When they come out, I'll smash them in like a day or like a day or two. So there's no point me playing any more Halo for that week. So I'll be like, right, I'll jump on, you know, Fortnite for a bit and try and get to level 100, which I am. I think I'm level 94 at the moment. Like, I I didn't play it for uh, a lot. I didn't play it that much this season. Um, It's only been like the past week or two that I've come back to it. And you can rinse so many challenges to get a lot of XP. But um, yeah, so whenever I don't have any challenges to do on either of those games, I'll come and play Cyberpunk, and it's so good. I I understand that there was a lot of like controversy behind it at the start for being like super buggy. It was basically not playable on Xbox and PlayStation, like the base systems. But I'm enjoying it so much. The storyline of it, like it's just, I love that whole environment, like the cyberpunk like the future future techie like grungy city aspect of it and there's loads of different environments it's just so good i'm very excited i want to i'm very excited to hear your your take on it well give, but, give me a couple of weeks to get into it i've, yeah. I've been missing a story game for a while actually yeah. um and it's funny you mentioned the kind of call of duty stuff because we've been so kind of focused on multiplayer and battle royales the past few years in the console yeah. atmosphere in, in the console sphere that we've we've lost touch with i think a lot of story modes and i think you can see that in in game develop developers and studios as well focusing on those free multiplayer aspects so yeah, yeah i'm very very looking forward to to getting that and giving that story a go mm. another thing i'm still want to get my hands on is pokemon arceus oh man Again, could, yeah could, could be announcing it pronouncing it wrong i got diamond really really enjoying that remake but arceus i've heard good things i saw it was one of the top stream games on twitch the other day so yeah yeah that that is still on my like to get next list i i haven't bought a pokemon game since i think it's like x or y maybe when it was on 3ds wow. yeah so I, I i kind of missed diamond uh brilliant diamond and is it glistening pearl shining, shining shining yeah glistening um but yeah i i kind of missed those like i've played them before like i've played diamond and pearl when they were first released so i know what what goes on in it but like mm. i haven't had that uh, those visuals of like you walking around and seeing pokemon everywhere i still haven't like played one of the pokemon games like that because i know they have that in is it sword and shield they yeah that. they do yeah right um but yeah, I, I've seen so many good things about Arceus. I think that's right. But um, yeah, I've heard good things. I've also heard that the the graphics kind of lets it down a little bit. Yeah. I've been hearing a few bits, but 
I mean, Nintendo's always been like that, right? They're, yeah. They're, they're not they're not behind, but they like sticking with that kind of style. And even though it is 720p and 1080p on, on TV, it's still good. I really enjoyed it. I, the sword was really, really fun to play. Really? And I like the the backtrack on, on Diamond. So I'll be very interested to see how it goes. I think it's open world, isn't it? The, uh, the, the new one. It's it's kind of open world. It's There's a big map with sections in it. Right. Um, so you can still, like classic Pokemon, you can fast travel. So like like if you were going to different cities or uh, villages and stuff like that, you can still fast travel, but it's not like Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda. It's not a huge open world game. It's it, it kind of is like you wouldn't you wouldn't realize that it's not like when you go through these environments. Uh, again, this is coming from someone who hasn't <laughs> who doesn't. It's not as it. linear, I think, no. as they used to be. Right, is what yeah, I'm hearing. Can, I think, I think there's of. like quests and side quests that you can do, so you can kind of pick what you want to do. I am. Um, I really want to get this game. Um, yeah, I, I will get it at some point. I'm actually kind of tempted to get Sword or Shield. Um, yeah, do it. Do it. Definitely mm. worth it. I really enjoyed it. And I like the open world. The open world? The, yeah. God, the wild area aspect oh, of it where yeah. you can see the Pokemon. So yeah. it's really cool, really cool. Recommend it. Mm. Um, and the only other thing I wanted to mention is actually I've been playing Death's Door since hey. it's come on the Game Pass after you right. mentioned it. Really enjoying it. Love the yeah. music. Love the style of gameplay. Very simple, really entertaining storyline, but you feel quite involved in the characters. You feel yeah, you feel game. quite uh, you f- <laughs> like, especially when I was playing through. I don't know if you're feeling the same. Like I felt almost quite bad for like killing the bosses and stuff like that because it makes you. There's a whole. There's obviously a whole story behind each boss, and like the more you follow them in their environment, they kind of like tell you about their backstory. Yeah. Um, but it's dialogue's such, really good. Dialogue's really good. It's just such a pretty game as well. Like it's a certain style that's very like simplistic, but it just it's really pleasing. It's effective, yeah. Yeah. It's just so good. It's such a good game. I'm very excited for you to like finish that. But, yeah, um, about halfway through, so I can't wait to finish. It's, it's, it's a good one to jump in between your online games, yeah. right? A nice little story, very simple yeah. kind of mechanics, but also that puzzle element as well. Yeah. So yeah, thoroughly enjoying that. Nice. Anyway, come on, your monkey shoulders. I'm pretty certain you're right. This is the second time you've drunk it in the space of two months on this podcast, but I'll allow it. How was it? <laughs> um, yeah, it was really good. It's just, yeah, as I said, I've had it, I've had it before. Like, I, There's nothing wrong with it. I, I have almost finished the bottle, so I haven't of like not liked it if you know what I mean um, but yeah it's just uh, I will read a little bit if I can find it uh, it says mellow vanilla with spicy hints um, and zesty orange vanilla honey and spiced oak on the nose and it is quite it is still quite like it's it's quite sweet but it's still got that kind of like dry like fieryness to the back of it again I've got my you know my snazzy spherical ice molds nice i love them i can't have a whiskey now without them like i'm never <laughs> going back to normal ice but um yeah how was how was your april spritz ah oh, spritz is good right now i'm sat on a beach in spain it's great. <laughs> yeah. nice. it just nice. gets me right back into that space now really good really good and i think i just do one part Aperol, one part Prosecco, top up with tonic water. Mm. Tonic water? Soda water, I think it might Soda be, actually. Yeah. And then I actually put a dash of sugar-free syrup in it. So, yeah, really, really good. I'll have to try that. Love I, think, I think we've got a bottle of Aperol here. I don't have a bottle of Prosecco, but I'll, uh, yeah, I, I might have to try that. See if yeah. I like it's, it. it's really good. Highly recommend it. And if, if your, your partner or friends is like 
They've, they've, they've had people over, they've had that Prosecco, but there's that annoying bit left. Perfect for that. Just <laughs> yeah. chuck it in an Aperol the spritz. Last, last little dregs at the bottom of a, of yeah. a bottle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll, um, we'll, we'll round it off there. Please let us know what you think. I know Spotify have recently added a rating system to their podcast, so please mm. drop us a, preferably a five, four or three star rating. But if you fancy dropping it in one or two, so be it. Um, and also be, be sure to drop us a rating on any platform that you're listening, in particular Apple Podcasts as well. I know they've got an effective rating system over there. That'll be fantastic. But yeah, uh, I've been Sam. And I've been David. Take it easy because you're now on our level. <laughs>